Masterpiece Audio Theater presents The Dark Days of Podcasting 2023. Starring Sir Hector. I am your host, Menchek Majenovic. Mumbus Bullshit. Tom Later. That was awesome. Little B. Guess who you calling Little? Geronimo Stewart. I'm the one with all the talent. <laughs> Bob McGruff. Let's get on with this nightmare. Kermit. And I thought it was Heart Being Green. Keeper of Keys. There's more to this podcasting thing than meets the eye. Keanu. Microphone mastication is a heinous crime. Hook. Smee, get me my hook. Smee. I'm no one's bitch. Pierre the Shrimp. Here I am, walking on the treadmill of life. Jeffrey Ventura. Zombies ain't no conspiracy theory. They're gonna eat your brains. Grampy. I know I left my teeth around here somewhere. Peppa. I love jumping in muddy puddles. Hello and welcome to Masterpiece Audio Theater, DDOP 2023, Monologue Fest Edition, episode number seven. Welcome back to the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monday. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out. I know it wasn't your idea, Amy, but you brought it to my attention this year. I completely forgotten about Ken Kennedy's Meta Monday, but we're going to do Meta Monday. So thanks for the heads up there. <laughs> we're missing Ken this week, this year. Uh, we're missing quite a few people. I actually kind of wrote down a list as I was thinking about it. I'll get to that in a minute, though. I have a list, so I'm not so super disorganized as I tend to be a little scatterbrained and I don't look things up prior to getting into the booth to record. So to uh, alleviate that, while I was uh, eating my uh, breakfast supper, I uh, compiled a list of all the things that I remember listening to today because today was another day of work in the basement. I had a giant hole in the concrete to patch where my furnace used to be. I don't know, it was about... uh, well, before I started hitting it with a sledgehammer, it was about two foot by three and a half foot. Um, but so when they build houses, I don't know if this is the same all over the place, but here in, in Canada, something that we as mechanical contractors try and fight is they hang the furnace before they pour the concrete in the basement. So what ends up happening is you have just whatever the ground is uh, the, before they pour the basement underneath your furnace. And a reason why that's a big problem, uh, especially up here, uh, we have a lot of radon in the um, in the ground. And when you do not have it vented properly and you have an opening in your concrete slab, it's essentially leaking this radon gas into your house and it could be super bad for you. So when I ripped out the furnace and saw this giant hole, of course I had to fix it. And um, you can't just pour concrete into the hole willy-nilly because when they bring the concrete up to the furnace, they... Um, they tend to create like a wall. So, you know, that floor will never be smooth unless you break apart all that excess concrete and smash it all apart with a sledgehammer and haul it out by buckets before you put your concrete. So that's what I did today. And then uh, as I was sitting there feeling sorry for myself eating supper, I made a list. So uh, let's start with uh, Mark. 
Yeah, 13 years, that is a long time to live in a place. We've been in this house for 13 years in November. And uh, yeah, we have no plans on moving, so I can only imagine uh, how much stuff you have because I know how much stuff the five of us have accumulated over the 13 years we've been here. And (laughs) it's a lot of stuff. I constantly say to myself, man, you just need to get a dumpster outside and just dump stuff. But I'm also kind of a bit of a, uh, not a pack rat, but hey, I could use that sometime, someday kind of person. So I have a lot of things that I could use, but I haven't used. For example, I just used drywall that I've had in the garage for (laughs) like four or five years uh, to finish one of the walls that has been exposed since I've moved the furnace. So, you know, it came in useful. I don't know why I stored it for that long. Um, It's probably worth a lot more uh, than (laughs) I bought it because prices have gone up so much. But anyway, I have notes for about that too. So anyway, Mark, yeah, crazy. And yeah, real estate, uh, rental market buying houses in Canada it's just gone it's just nuts it's 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 crazy i don't know how anybody can do it i'm so glad that i got into the market in 2005 uh and sort of have been riding this wave there's no way i could do it now i just don't make that kind of that kind of money it's ridiculous um in as far as your this is a simulation yeah I'm I'm on board there, especially with the Mandela effect. I know you talked about that last week a bit in one of yours, and that that seems to get me all the time because so many of these things I remember them being different, and um, yeah, it's it's nuts. Like I I remember the things I remember seeing the things, and they're not the things anymore, and it just it just doesn't make any sense, you know. So and this being a simulation. I've heard there was a physicist, I don't know, I think I think it was actually included in the Oppenheimer um, movie. There's a physicist there, so it must be the 60s, or well, no, sorry, it would be 40s, because they were building the atom bomb. So in the 40s, and he was saying that he got to the end of string theory, and it was computer code that was invented in the 1930s, which is just totally crazy. But, you know, shows like The Truman Show and that kind of thing make me, <laughs> make me suspicious. <laughs> okay, moving on. Nutty, the Dina Harvey band. I have added her to my playlist. I love sea shanty music. I grew up on Great Big Sea and um, sea shanties. And like I remember going to England and getting like a, a quadruple album of all the Celtic music being played around Great Britain. I think this was in probably in 99 or 2000 when I went over there. And uh, I played that the heck out of that. And, you know, anything with bagpipes and fiddles and, and yes, just love that music. Always sing along. Can't help myself. I'll have it on my golf playlist and, you know, Great Big Seal, come on. And here I just hear myself just, you know, singing along to the music. <laughs> so, and live music. Yes. Oh my gosh. Live music is so great. I I was able to see Great Big C live and uh, so much better than on the disc. It was just, it was unreal. Um, I was really lucky though. My mother used to work for an oil company called Pengrowth and the owner of Pengrowth uh, had lavish parties in his backyard. He had a huge property in in an area in Calgary called Mount Royal and he would um, invite all of his neighbors so nobody could complain and he would get all sorts of musicians, famous ones that were coming through 
through Calgary for the Stampede, and he'd have them come play in his backyard. So I was had the privilege of sitting one hay bale away from Randy Bachman as he played all the music that he plays, uh, and um, and the other huge name was Don Felder. Like I got to sit within touching distance, got to shake their hands, got pictures with them. Um, just amazing, and so many country music artists and stuff. Beverly Mahood and uh, Jason, uh, Jason something or other. He, know, he had a big leather jacket on. He was he was the weirdest cowboy country singer I had ever seen. It looked like he wanted to be a rock star. Uh, but I guess, hey, you know what? That's that you can like all kinds of music. Not so much back in the '90s. We were very much you listen to country, you listen to rock. But now it's oh yeah, I listen to everything. Um, okay, uh, Miss Melissa, Basil and Zoe stories. I really like them. I keep them coming. I like the uh, the world that they're in, and I like that there's a, a love story that you're telling that really we didn't get to see in, say, for example, Star Trek or any of these other shows with artificial life forms. So I really enjoy that. Very cool. Uh, so the next comments for both Chris and Amy. I've never done a beta video game before, and that sounds really fun. I think the last console video game I played was uh, probably uh, Call of Duty, one of the first ones, uh, and um, Gra- uh, Guitar Hero. Those were the last games I played. My kids got to the age where you couldn't just leave stuff around or it would end up destroyed, and I just stopped playing entirely. Uh, I never really played... Um, computer games per se i did back when there was dial-up internet and i played um red alert command and conquer and the star starcraft games and stuff and doom uh and then half-life at a internet arcade kind of thing that they set up across my school i remember those three years it was just like every moment that you weren't in class you were over in the internet internet arcade trying to rack up kills <laughs> in this game and it didn't even keep your score or anything like that like it was a new time where you logged in and i remember oh i remember collecting bottles so i had money to pay for time because my parents didn't have a really powerful computer at all i, I think uh, they got sold on a you know the big five and five inch floppy disk drives that needed a boot disk i think Two years before they went to the hard disk drive, they went to the brick, and the brick sold them on this computer and said, you'll never need anything else. This is the best computer. And it was obsolete within six months, and my parents had payments on it for the next 10 years or something stupid like that. Oh, the 80s. Anyway, (laughs) so I don't play any of that stuff. I do play a couple of phone games, but, uh, well, I did. I played Simpsons and Plants vs. Zombies um, and some poker games and stuff and and really the only thing now i just play marvel cost contest of champions on my phone and i've been playing that for like six years so uh i've got quite the account built up there and great champions so i don't i don't see getting off of that addiction i guess but uh i don't get to i don't play any of those other things but i would like to but um you know i just uh yeah not not really being able to do that the domain name thing i heard about that uh, before. And I think somebody had once advised me that, you know, when you had your kids that you should try and buy their donate domain name and they would thank you, you know, when it came up that everybody should have that. And I, I don't know, I think it was in uh, podcasting for dummies, maybe when I first started into the podcasting thing, cause I bought my domain name, jglangjans.com, you know, and I've been keeping that going since like 2009. 
And you know, I do my email and stuff, but I really never built a website with it. But yeah, I've heard of I've heard of uh, famous people trying to buy their name domain domain names and paying exorbitant amounts of money. Um, I believe actually, even just recently, I heard a story about Elon Musk buying X or that that name or whatever way back for millions of dollars, and now he gets to finally use it or something stupid like that. But anyway, that's that's interesting stuff too, Tim. Your story is super scary. I'm glad you're okay. I, as I mentioned before, I'm into Peloton, so I've been riding my bike, my stationary bike in the living room uh, three times a week, and I have been in the market for a pedal bike to get out on the road. Uh, your story is kind of freaky, but you know what? I've never had a problem before. Uh, I did have a bike last year. Actually, it's a bike I had for 24 years. <laughs> I think I got it when I was 16, and uh, I was riding that last year for a bit around the neighborhood, and then we had an accident camping. Sonia fell off of her bike and landed on the front tire of my bike and bent it in half. So the following camping trip, I left it in our backyard and it got stolen. So I haven't had a bike since. Not that it was anything special. It was a huffy (laughs) and super heavy. I remember getting it down out of the rafters and almost putting my back out. It was crazy heavy. So now I'm looking at all these cool bikes now. They're carbon fiber and all this crazy stuff. And yeah, uh, expensive too. I didn't think a bike should cost the same as a small car, but Apparently that's a thing. So, yeah. Kyle, your fo- your comments about the photos. So, I the sunset thing is totally the same here in the mountains and I don't know this because of taking pictures, but I do know this of being the one up in the morning at, you know, six o'clock making breakfast for the family. And without fail, I'm always facing away from the sunrise uh, or the sunset when I'm doing the food. But I noticed uh, that across from me, how the sky just goes crazy lights up before that, uh, before that sun or comes up before the mountains or goes down. Yeah. And uh, amazing photo opportunities. Sonia gets just beautiful photos of all these places she goes to in the mountains. I'll share a couple on the DDO, the dog podcasting peeps page. Just unreal. Uh, She goes to these remote places where there's, there is nobody, you know, it takes you you know, 20 kilometers of walking to get there. And, uh, there's, there's no people, there's no garbage. It's pretty cool. So I'll post those for you. Very interesting. Uh, crazy Joe heard your podcast today. Welcome aboard. We are missing you. Quick edit here. Crazy Joe. I made the outro music for this podcast in tribute to you. Uh, when I found the synthesizer in the eighties music, I was like, Oh, Joe's going to love this. Anyway, just forgot to add that. Uh, and that kind of like segues into my other thing of all the people that are missing this year and missing from the previous years. You know, uh, uh, Ken Kennedy, uh, thanks for the Meta Monday again. And Dave Slusher, Jockey, uh, the bread guy that Jeremy Chaffis, T. Morris, Mike Wills. Where where's our where's our radio stuff? I was looking forward to hearing more about that. Jules Watts, uh, Nathan Lowell. That was really interesting. Part of your walks all those times. Tabs. You had great content last time. Uh, Mordo's Metal Museum. I missed that. The shot of pickle juice and all that stuff. <laughs> JT Shea, uh, missing you too. Derek, I, I think you were the seized GM or maybe. Maybe it was Justin, but both you guys missing you there. And then Clinton, of course, the comedy forecast, uh, missing that content. Hope to see you guys back 
next year or any year because uh, it was all appreciated. And then Paul Maki, I'm listening to your stuff on YouTube. I've watched two. I uh, can't remember exactly what they were about because people interrupt me when I'm watching something as always. So, but I'll keep up on that stuff. And that's like my Meta Monday. That's all of my uh, all of my stuff. Uh, yeah. Sonia goes away here at the, I think she goes away. She's tonight. She's doing a kayaking class and another kayaking class. And then she's gone for two nights back for a night. And then she's gone for, uh, seven days or six days. I don't know. She's doing 85 kilometers of hiking. Uh, This is fun. Apparently she really likes it. I'm (laughs) not for me. Anyway, that's all I got for Meta Money. So from all of us here at Masterpiece Audio Theatre, we wish you a good evening and a good night. You have been listening to Empat Studios' presentation of the Dog Days of Podcasting, Monologue Fest Edition 2023. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimlast.org or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported License. Thanks for joining us.